Hey everyone! Welcome to Movie Fellows of Bill and Steve. I'm Bill. And I'm Steve! Movies talk. So let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies. How you doing this week, Steve? Oh, I'm doing okay. Oh my god, the voice is sticking around. This bit ain't going away, ladies and gentlemen. Not doing it the whole episode. I can't even understand what he's saying. <laughs> um, doing okay. Uh, started filming with the humans for Maui Christmas. That went well. Good. Um, so we got a couple more days of shooting. I filmed some stuff myself. I, this was my wife's idea, but, uh, in addition to making my own character a pancake, I also make a small pancake for my cat and an even smaller pancake for the rat, which is adorable. Very cute. It is the cutest. But people don't know about the pancake scene yet, Steve, so you're, you're spoiling, you're spoiling the film. Hey, you know what? Anything that happens in the first three minutes of a movie isn't a spoiler to me. As soon as you start watching it, you're spoiled. Nah. I can give that away. I make pancakes in the movie. Oh, Jesus. Steve, you're giving away the ending. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Uh, got my sewer fixed, so that's cool. Oh, you finally did? Did a plumber have to fix yeah. that for you? Yes, of course it did. Nice. I just wanted to try myself first. That's okay, you know, sometimes you're a man, you're stubborn, you know. I'm gonna do, I can do it myself. I'm not gonna hire a professional to do what I can do with my bare hands. And what, I did not. What I can't do with my bare hands is put them down the pipe to take care of the root, so... <laughs> mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Excellent. How about you, Bill? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know, as we're recording this. This might be a brief episode, you know, because I am about to head out to California for Make 64 Game Days. Gonna visit Disneyland, Disneyland California Adventure, Disneyland again, uh, eat all the food, see all the people. Uh, going to Super Awesome Showdown, uh, which is a, an independent wrestling organization out of San Diego that I, they've been running for a couple years and I've always wanted to go. They're very cartoony, video gaminess-ish. So it's very different, very fun. Alternative wrestling is always a good, fun time for me, so I'm looking forward to checking them out finally after all these years. Uh, besides that, not a whole heck of a lot, Steve. Uh, this past Sunday was uh, the New Japan Power Struggle show. Uh, big news coming out of this show, Steve. Uh, January 4th, 2018, at Wrestle Kingdom 12 and the Tokyo Dome, uh, we will be getting Kenny Omega... Versus Y2J, Chris Jericho. Hell yeah. Uh, this was a very big, shocking... It took the world by storm. Because for the last couple months, they've been fighting each other on Twitter. And everyone thought, oh, well, this will be a match for Jericho's cruise he's doing next year. He's doing this, like, rock and wrestling cruise thing. And everyone mm-hmm. thought, oh, it's going to be a match for that. Okay, that's fine. And then during the show, after Kenny has a match with Trent Beretta, it's just, like, video. And I thought, oh, good, because the last couple months they've been teasing this character named Switchblade. And, like, who's this going to be? And I thought that's what it was. That wasn't until the main event. So this wasn't even related to that. It was just taking, <laughs> taking everybody by surprise. And Chris Jericho's up there like, oh, I'm the best in the world. And you're, you know, I'm the alpha. You're the omega. And it's like, oh, and everyone, the Osaka's losing their mind. Don Callis and Kevin Kelly on commentary losing their minds. Everyone's just <laughs> The internet's blowing up, melting down. People are like, oh, can he do that? Is he allowed to do that? What's what's WWE going to think? And it's just like, well, uh, he has he's not in contract with them because of how he does his deals. Mm-hmm. He basically comes in for a shot, you know, a time leaves. So... This is shocking because uh, Jericho for years has always been adamant that he'll never wrestle, wrestle for anybody else besides WWE. And mm-hmm. here he is wrestling for New Japan. Fuck yeah. For one match. Now, whether or not it's me more than that, I, I trust me, there's tons of matches I'd love to see with him. Like him and Tanahashi, him and uh, Togi Makabe, him and Tomohiro Ishii. There's just tons of people I'd love to see him have matches with. Uh, but as far as what the, the, the most headlining, biggest match you can have in the industry right now, it's definitely omega at the dome so I'm, the pressure will be on chris jericho <laughs> and whether or not he can perform up to standards i i i'm sure it'll be an excellent time and anything it's gonna be a great great boon to new japan because that like if you think of anything like that's cross-promotional like you know can get as many like worldwide fans watching your product uh chris jericho will do it yeah so that that will be that'll be phenomenal uh, very excited. Not even Johnny. The rest of the card is looking ins- insane. That's just a really great high-profile thing that will give a lot more eyes and attention to New Japan's product. 
And mm-hmm. so that'll be, that'll be excellent. 2018, like 2017 was already an insane year for New Japan. Uh, it, it, just, as at the point, 2018 looks more insane. Like I, I don't, I don't, I know, I don't know, Steve. I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> I'm just, my brain is melting. I don't know what we're in for. It could be anything. Uh, but right now, it's a good time to be a fan of Japan. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan in general, uh, unless you're watching WWE. <laughs> then uh, it's bad. Two weeks away from from uh, Survivor Series. Although I'm very, I haven't, I haven't been busy. I haven't been able to watch NXT very much, but I'm very excited for the NXT show because they're bringing back War Games. Oh, that's cool. War Games is a it was a favorite of mine from WCW. Fuck yeah! As a uh, format, it got shitty by the end, but there's some great War Games matches out there, so I'm very excited for that format coming back for the show. I'm honestly surprised that they haven't like done more uh, using WCW ideas. Uh, they used most. I mean, War Games is the only prominent one that they've never done anything with because I don't. Nobody in their right mind wants to see that, see that fucking three story cage bullshit come back. <laughs> um, I do. But War Games With David has, Arquette. War Games is history dating back to the mid early eighties. I mean, it's, it's a lot of history with War Games. I just want WWE to have a bash. Uh, no, a, a Halloween Havoc. I want Halloween Havoc. Though. Halloween Havoc would be great. So would Bash at the Beach. Uh, I, I, I mean, know, they I know, already I, have SummerSlam, I guess. So I don't care. Fuck SummerSlam. Fuck I want, SummerSlam. I want bash at the Beach to come back. But Howling Havoc but, would be a really good one. I mean, they do all these fucking Halloween shows. I don't know why they don't reduce to a pay-per-view or, or to something, but... Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Thor Ragnarok came out. I saw it. I, I saw it. I wish I hadn't, but... I mean, I enjoyed it by the end, but it could have been the best Marvel movie. It could have been one of the best superhero movies of all time. Unfortunately... They had a bunch of stupid fucking jokes in it every two seconds. But Steve, it was the most fun Marvel movie. Hey, that's not a good thing. Everyone's just, everyone's loving this movie, and I'm just I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss, Steve, because I, I I'm okay I, with some jokes. Some jokes are fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, absolutely. There's, pl- there's plenty of times in the film I thought were pretty funny. Uh, just there's like a good, there's probably a third of the film can be cut. It's just worthless, worthless yeah. chuckle fucks that undermine any sense of character building, emotion, tension. Just action moments. It's just like, oh, here's a joke. Fuck you. Yep. And it's like the fucking director's stand-in character of me playing Korg, as we kind of talked about last week with the Green Lantern. He's just he purely exists to ruin moments of the film for me. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just loving it. Like oh, the structure's amazing. Oh, just that that. Well, great. No, no, he has no fucking discipline. I didn't. I didn't want to sign up to go see a fucking comedy movie starring Thor. Thor is a really important character to me. I like Thor. I like the mythology about him and the Marvel universe. I love all that stuff. And it pisses me off that he's considered the boring one with the bad movies and all this other shit. So now we have to just take the character. Not even. It's not even the character anymore. It's fucking Chris Hemsworth dressed up as Thor, just act like a goof. Yeah. And there's the movie, and everyone loves it, making all the fucking money. It's the best Marvel movie ever, and it pisses me off, Steve. I appreciate that all of my friends on my Facebook all echoed the same thoughts of too many jokes. But, you know, that one guy on your Facebook. Yeah, Mike nah. Black's a comedian. He's a he's a you know, he's a popular he's a he's a cool guy. I, I think Mike's a funny guy. I like a lot of his opinions. I don't know where he was coming from for most of his stuff, but whatever. Seriously, I had such a benign opinion and he lost his shit. I mean plenty of people do all the time. There's something about the Marvel movies. People are just adamant to defend them. And I, I mean, I say we defend... Oh, those, un- those underdogs. I don't know. I just, this movie just pissed me off. It, and it's like, it's like, when I say it's shit, I don't think it's shit. I think it's a, it has well-made action scenes. It looks pretty good. I mean, the editing is a bit iffy, but, I mean, the soundtrack by uh, Mark Mothersbaum, Baum, 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 from Devo, I forget, I, I fuck up his last name all the time. I, I mean, the soundtrack is excellent. Whatever. <laughs> but it's just like, I was just so disappointed in it. I yeah. just, I'm just upset anymore, because, like, again, I like Thor, but he's the boring one, so we have to fuck him over and fuck his movies up just to make him palatable to modern movie audiences. Yeah. And that just, uh, that grinds my gears, Steve. It should grind your gears. I wouldn't say it's the worst movie I've seen this year. That's still Alien Covenant. Uh, but it's up there with Valerian for most disappointment, like, biggest disappointment. I would say disappointment, but I, I like the movie. No, that's fair. No, no, no. Yeah. Any... I'll say if you like the movie, but disappointing whatever. for sure. Because again, I liked it, but I genuinely could have loved it. Yeah, it I mean, could have been exactly. the best Marvel movie, and I don't give a fuck about Thor. And that's how good it could have been because the good stuff in the movie are is excellent. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of not good stuff. Yeah, Thor is doing Psycho Crushers and 
all this other cool shit's going on. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing some great stuff with Car Urban as Scourge as Executioner, but it almost feels like it's just ta- like a couple pieces of paper to staple to the script. Like here, just do this. Mm-hmm. Do, do the storyline from Thor 360 to 362 and all this stuff for his big character arc for him and does all this cool stuff. Just shove it in there. Fuck it. As long yeah. as you get the visuals of him shooting the guns, so that way you can, people can recognize that. As long as you get the visuals of Planet Hulk in there, so people can recognize that. Hmm. <laughs> I've been I've been just mad about this movie the last two days since seeing it. You've just been waiting. I just can't. I just keep venting to Rachel. I'm in the car screaming about this movie. She's like, I I I don't even want me to tell you, Bill. I'm like, I don't want you telling me. I just need to get this. I got steam building in my heart and it's just gotta go somewhere i got surter in my heart being like i need the eternal flame motherfuckers i'm gonna bring ragnarok to your soul i'm like jesus christ this movie <laughs> they got him right like surter is awesome i mean car urban is awesome the yeah. warriors three were in the movie for two seconds that pissed me off although tadanobu asano was back as hogan he got to do something for like 30 seconds i guess neat Ugh. We're, we're Sif. What happened to Sif? Is she trapped in, <laughs> she trapped in television land? I don't know. Who watched the hey, fucking show? Good thing she's trapped in TV land, because otherwise she'd be dead too. But is she? I don't know. I don't know anybody that watches S.H.I.E.L.D. that could tell me. Nobody watches S.H.I.E.L.D.? No one watches Humanoids either. I mean, sorry, Humanoids. Inhumans. Uh, yeah, Humanoids. Uh, the Humanoids. Uh, speaking of that, there were some uh, rumor- murmurings that Disney wanted to buy Fox... Uh, those are talks are dead, but of course, thank everyone, goodness. Of course, everyone's like, but but they get X Men and Fantastic Four back. Steve, uh, they might make a terrifying, horrific Monopoly, but they, <laughs> they have Spider Man and Wolverine, like like French Kiss. Perfect. It can happen. I can't. I, nothing makes me more excited than the thought of Disney having Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that'd be great, guys. Fucking idiots. Trust me, I would love to get Star Wars on Blu-ray, but I think it's going to happen in a couple years anyways. When I think I think that's when Fox finally gets loses the rights to distribution for A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So three years from now, whatever, three or four, whatever, it's going to happen. Exciting ha- times. Exciting times. It's going to be the best. Uh, some actual interesting news. Uh, you know, we're in D- DC, DC Cucked, whatever the hell, D- DC Decucked. Decucked. I mean, it's a hard word to say. You can read it, kind of get it, but uh, we got some Shazam news. You know, Shazam's just to start filming in February, Marchish, so they got to get some casting out of the way. Uh, now, Variety's posting this, so this seems to have some good sources going on it. Um, that uh, Asher Angel will be playing Billy Batson. He's done stuff for Disney Channel and some other stuff, so he's a child actor. He looks the part. I hope he can act the part. Mm hmm. I don't know. We're at, a, we're at a new renaissance of child actors, I guess. Between the kids on Stranger Things and the kids that uh, the other kids that were in it and all this other stuff, there's a must have a ton of them now. They finally kicked out all these kids. Not getting raped is what makes them good actors. Oh my god! Hopefully their parents uh, don't fuck them over too. <laughs> yeah. Also that the thing that's going to ruin all these kids from Stranger Things is fans of Stranger Things. Yes. Nice like that, like that chick being called a sexy actress. Oh, that twenty-seven-year-old model who's hitting on what's his name, uh, Wolfsbane, or the fuck is that kid's name, Wolfheart, that the uh, played Mike in the show. He's like fourteen. She's like, I want to fuck you, and he's like, Okay, well, well, I'm fourteen, and I can't say no to these desires. Well, I'm fourteen, and you're twenty-seven. That is not appropriate. But of course, we're in the time of Hollywood sex scandals, but no one cares about a woman doing this. <laughs> no, it's all about the men. Ugh. I mean, I mean. Thankfully, I saw a bit more backlash at her, so hopefully, she can uh, shut the fuck up and stop being disgusting. Steve, what did you tell? What did, what did you tell Brat Ratner to make him do what he did? I told him that his X Men movie was bad. Those poor women, Steve. That was my fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> Is this our new bit? Because I kind of want every single week. <laughs> You to ask me what I said to a uh, sexual assaulter or rapist to cause them to do what they did. I mean, it can be the new bit. I like it. It's pretty fun. Bit. <laughs> it's, I don't. It's the best way to talk about this shit. This disgusting garbage quagmire of this feces that is Hollywood right now. Where it's just like every day, it's like something new. Like I already hated Quentin Tarantino, but he's like, 
well, yeah, I knew Weinstein was doing this, but he's like my brother, you know? It's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, what a piece of shit. Since the 90s, you've had enough power to make, put an end to this shit, and you're like, no, he's my brother. Mm. Well, you know, if my brother was a rapist, I'd probably uh, tell people. No, Steve. You probably wouldn't. Because you're a scumbag piece of shit. If you're Quentin Tarantino. And you stole City on Fire, so what, what ethics do you really have in your life? Uh, other casting... <laughs> <laughs> uh Zachary Levi is playing uh Shazam, Captain Marvel. Cool. Uh he looks the part. He's got he's, he's on, just put on some muscle. Put on some muscle, baby. Woo! Woo! Hey, he could he could, hey, I'm still holding on. Justice League? He could he could be in this. It could be probably a trick. Black Adam could be in it. Yeah, he could. We don't know. They can hide they, I think I think Hollywood can still keep secrets. I, I will mean, say, I, clearly, I, the last 30 years or so. <laughs> hey, you know what? With Justice League, they still haven't, like, aside from the dream sequence, they still haven't shown Superman, and that movie's out in, like, fucking eight days. Yeah. I'm very impressed with that. Yeah, Good for them. In some, some like, uh, press kit material, like, sorry, like, uh, license material for people to make toys and, like, all this stuff. Yeah, sure, make a Superman toy. Yeah, of course. But as far as, like, the movie trailers and everything else, there's no Superman. I, I appreciate that. Like, everyone, I think, knows Superman's going to be in it, but I appreciate the film studio and everything not just, not, not straight up telling you up front. Like, oh, here he is. Yeah. Fuckers. And then the last bit of rumor, I'll, I'll, rumor, I'll say this is rumored, but I'll put it in here just because it relates, uh, especially the last week's episode, and us now talking about Shazam slash Captain Marvel. I'm going to, I feel like I still feel really bad always saying Shazam. <laughs> it really, still really bothers me. Uh, is that uh, Mark Strong looks to be uh, currently in talks to play Dr. Savannah. Sweet. Anything that gives Mark Strong a job in a movie that I'm watching is, a good, is good news. Absolutely. And I think him as Savannah would be excellent. Now the question is, are they doing just Savannah or are they going to do Savannah and Mr. Mind? It could go either way. If they do Mr. Mind, who should be who, do the, who does the voice acting? Uh, also Mark Strong. Sure, why not? Fuck it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of good voice actors out there. Let's give it to a voice actor. I would agree giving it a voice actor, but it's probably going to go to a named actor. So, uh, Brian Cranston, he's done voice acting and acting acting, so. He has done voice acting, that's a good point. Or, um, oh, fuck. Most of his early career was just voice acting anime and all that type of stuff. What's, what was that, what's that actors from Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Because he does a lot of voice acting too. Oh, uh, he was K2 in um, Rogue One. Uh, yeah, but he could be good. He has a good yeah, voice. I, I know he's talking about, but I'm I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Or it, maybe it'll be Steve Rosinski. <gasps> Steve, you're going to be you're going to be Mr. Mind? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Thank you. Yeah. I knew I knew he were talking about names escape sometimes we know we know so much about things because you know we're just a bunch of elitists you know we, we we like to flex our knowledge of films and tell people that what they like is wrong mm-hmm. you know I, we were told that anyway so I, I think it must be true so that's more inside inside baseball jokes <laughs> inside baseball that's what, that's what you come to movie films for you also come to movie films for our movie reviews so steve let's get into it we're continuing decucked dc ucked DC cucks, DC movies that are bad or mediocre. We're covering those this month, leading to Justice League, which I'm sure will be the worst DC film yet. Oh, we, clearly it will to, be. You know, these reshoots and Josh Whedon and Danny Elfman and Zack Snyder, am I right? He can't make a oh, fucking movie. God, his daughter saw the rough cut, and we know what happened there. Oh, she rough cut her wrists. <laughs> I thought I was making the dark joke, Bill, and then you just had to make it black as night. <laughs> Maybe she'll come back. God damn it. Can I go back to that well after Michael Clark Duncan last week? Yes, you can forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, my deepest sympathy still to Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah, sure. We, 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 joke, we just joke. That's a terrible tragedy. Uh, but jokes are how we uh, deal, deal with tragedy. That. Uh, <laughs> that's why we're joking because we just watched Jonah Hex. This tragedy, 2010, PG 13, directed by Jimmy Hayward. Uh, surprisingly not directed by Neville Dean and Taylor. I'm really confused why I saw their names as writers and not directors in this film. Uh, the U.S. military makes a scarred bounty hunter with warrants on his head an offer he cannot refuse. In exchange for his freedom, he must stop a terrorist who is ready to unleash hell on Earth. I'm not quite sure if that was this film, Steve. 
No, it wasn't. It seems more like a former Confederate wanted to destroy the Union. And I don't know, what, what freedom? John Hex looked pretty free to me. Uh, I mean, they got the, uh, the, the bounty on his head part right, but that's it. Otherwise, he, yeah, seemed pretty fine. He was just Roman, Roman the, the West killing folk. Getting paid for it. With some sweet, uh, Gatling guns. Gatling guns that show up once. Dynamite crossbows that he just kind of throws away. (laughs) I'm done with these. I'm never going to find any more dynamite around here. (laughs) Ever. Ever again. I'm out of ammo. They're done. Uh, And Will Will Arnett's in this movie. (laughs) And so is Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is like in the top billing of this film for his 30 seconds of screen time. Which is hilarious. He's in a deleted scene. That adds nothing to the movie. But of course he is. No. Uh, so, Steve, what did you think of Jonah Hex? I was really bored the whole time. I was just not interested in this film. I uh, could not believe that the film was only 86 minutes long, because it felt like 17 hours. Well, I think it's 82 minutes, or Eight, 81. Whatever. I'm pretty sure my box is 82. This says 121. I don't know who to listen to when I, I move up IMDb. One hour, 21 minutes. It's a shorty. Revenge gets ugly. That's really that, rude. Yeah, seriously. I think he looks fine. Fucking stop body shaming this guy. Yeah. It's not his fault that someone melted his face. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like this movie, Bill. This is my first time seeing it. It's my first time seeing it as well. Uh, I would like to say there is a good movie in here. Yeah. Uh, cut out Megan Fox. She didn't need to be in this film at all. At all. She offered nothing to the plot, nothing to anything. She's Nothing to the visuals either, honestly. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, it wasn't her worst performance. You know, she was fine. But she just had no business being in this movie. No. Except for some jokes about sex and whores. And just to be, I guess, a love interest to Jonah Hex. Yeah. He should have been like, you should kill her. I've already, I fucked her a couple times. What of it? Yeah, seriously. She's just a whore. Whores. I'm sorry. She's just a whore. That's about what's going on there. Yeah. Do you, what do you, do you like Jonah Hex the character, Steve? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I've never cared about Jonah Hex whatsoever. I think I've read a couple Jonah Hex stories, and I can't even tell you what they were about because I was like, "Is this Jonah Hex story over yet?" Um. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've I've always been interested in the character. Like I've you know checked out a couple things over the years. I know there's a long run of uh, comics recently, the last couple of years that Jimmy Palmiotti and some other people. I think he was one of the writers or artists for. Did and I ever always say he got pretty good like critical reviews. I mean, just one of those books that lasts a while, but got to the point where it's like, man, I mean, it's not really selling the best. They cut it, mm-hmm. uh, but everyone generally seems to love it. So I mean, I think it's always been an interesting enough character. But as far as I guess needing a film, yeah, I don't know what made them say, you know, what comic book movie we should make. Jonah Hex. Well, I mean, I remember I was talking... I think we talked about this a little bit back when like the podcast first started, like the first episode or two. This was a... Um, there were still talks at the time that, even even back in 2013, 14, that even though this didn't do well, they still had hopes of doing a lot more C-list DC films that would be really cheap to make and just do some other stuff. Yeah, and that by itself I respected. So, like, Jonah Hex, but they wanted Jonah Hex to be they, the first one. So if that did well, they were going to do, you know, the Metal Man. They were going to do all this other stuff. And it's like, I have I have some animosity towards this because by this movie not doing well, I'm never going to get a Doom Patrol movie. I'm never going to get a Metalman movie. I'll probably never get like Etrigan or Metamorpho. You know, I love all these weirdly off fucking sixty series, especially Doom Patrol, and I'm never going to get them as movies because this movie failed. Well, it's their fault for fucking starting on Jonah fucking Hex. A, it's not a recognizable name. B, how many people want westerns? Um, 2010, I'm sure some stuff came out around then. Maybe. I think I think it never hurts to have, like, one or two good westerns a year. Sure, this wasn't a good western, Bill. 
I, you know, I no, no. I will say, I think there's a good Western hidden in this film. I really do. I, by the end of it, hidden? I, I didn't hate this movie by the end of it. I was watching it. I think Josh Brolin fucking rules in this movie. I'll give you that. Josh Brolin was good as Jonah Hex. Like, I take his Jonah Hex, I like the press, the makeup, everything about him is awesome. I take him out of this movie and put him in something else made better. I think the problem with this movie is... Like, I think the trailers really fucked this movie up a lot. Because I remember the trailers for it made it seem a lot more Wild Wild West Mm -hmm. than the movie actually is. Yeah, there's no giant spider. It's really just a Confederate man wanting to destroy the... Kill Grant. Yes. Oh, yeah, this actually is Wild Wild West. (laughs) This is literally Wild Wild West, Except there's Except it's uh, like a weird gunship, not a giant spider. Yes. I'm sure there were spider legs uh, crawling along the bottom of the water. Yeah. Yeah, probably. With some weird, weird guns and stuff. I mean, that maybe again, I thought it was way more than that. So this film was like, oh, he got some cool Gatling guns on his horse and there's some dynamite crossbows and some weird glowing dragon balls that blow up stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... That, that was weird. I don't know. I guess, okay, I'll take, here's the good pieces. I'll, I'll pull out of this and I'll make a better Western film right now. Boom. Okay. We just take uh, Quentin Turnbull. We take uh, you know, John Malkovich's character. We just take that. We put it in the trash can. Uh, we take Michael Fassbender's character. He's the, Now he's the lead of the film. Perfect. And we take uh, Megan Fox and her in the trash. Uh, we got Who else we got in this film that I like? Uh, <laughs> Will, Will Arnett, pointless, put him in the trash. Michael Shannon, why was he in this movie? Put him in the trash. Uh, we get, um, shit, is it Luke Riddick? Riddick? Ah, damn it. The black actor who's Smith. He's not, he's apparently, he's, he's in this movie more than fucking Will Arnett, and he's like buried on this fucking cast list. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Uh, where is he at here? I, I, he's a really famous actor, but I, I, uh, Smith, Lance Riddick, Lance Riddick, sorry. He was in Horizon Zero Dawn and all sort of stuff. He's a, he's a great guy, great character actor, but yeah, he's second from the bottom on the cast listing racism probably, i mean i mean he's probably one of purely just not a name but it's like he's in this movie more than most like he's in this movie more than will arnett yes he fucking is between the scenes he's with jonah and the scenes at the capitol building all sorts of stuff will Arnett's like uh okay i'm here for a second you can't talk to corpse and then uh my boat gets blown up goodbye <laughs> goodbye <laughs> talk so to me now dickwad <laughs> uh so okay we put that in the trash okay so now here's the here's the story uh, we're going to take Western Trope 101, where we got a bounty hunter guy trying to find Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender, since he is technically the one that killed his family in the film, he's the one that threw the lantern. He's he's truly the most interesting, like, diabolical villain of this film. That has most, most character to him and most interesting compared to John Malkovich, whatever the fuck he was doing. Yes, yeah, seriously. This movie. And so we make him the villain, and it's just a matter of Hex trying to hunt him down. And then, you know, along the way, we have some adventures where he's, like, maybe helping out some people. And then he's kind of learning to care more. We still do the whole, like, his dying and coming back again by the Indians and all that stuff. You know, do that. We still do some cool stuff. I think it'd be a much more enjoyable film. Yeah. Because, I, I, like I said, I think the, there's some generally okay visuals. A lot of weird decisions when it came to green screening and CGI and other things yeah oh and then neville dean and taylor uh, direct it okay i i don't understand uh i really really don't understand why they didn't direct this film just for everyone that remembers neville dean and taylor are the guys who did crank crank high voltage ghost rider spirit of vengeance the best ghost rider uh, yeah, I know she had the best Ghost Rider. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think they would have, I mean, they could have brought so much more to this film. They I could have made it have an actual soul, is a good way to put it. That's fair. Because this movie felt really soulless. Uh, you know, outside just... of Brolin as Hex himself, everyone was just like, okay, fine. Uh, he directed Horton's, he- Horton Hears a Who. Well, you gotta tap fuck? that potential. What the fuck was Freebirds? Oh, the Thanksgiving man. That's a forgettable fucking movie. Forgot that. <laughs> How did you forget thing. about Freebirds? This guy, this man, this director has not had a much of a good run. Well, at least he got paid. Yeah. 
Oh, he's an an- he was an animator on Toy Story. Oh, neat. This guy mostly did animation. Up, like, yeah, he worked at Big Missy. Just looks like he just worked at Pixar's animator. How the fuck did he end up directing fucking this movie? He must have just known someone that owed him a favor, and they were like, "Oh fuck, what movie are we gonna give him?" Oh, I know. Here's Jonah. your shot. Jonah Here's your shot. Here's this fifty million. This wait, wait, forty-seven million. Here's a forty-seven million dollar film. Go for it. I will say, I feel like that budget is pretty fair for what I saw in the film. I thought. After watching the film, I thought it was more like around thirty million. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Because really, the most of what you're getting is you got tra- you got some trains blowing up. Um, this, the town blowing up was all CG. Yeah. Uh, the little coal town. That coal town also at the beginning where you took the bounties there. That almost looked identical to the town in Brave Star. <laughs> Oh fuck! I should have rewatched this movie and just squinted so hard and kept telling myself this is a Brave Star live action film. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh uh, like yep, a- there's JB being a whore. <laughs> Slightly updated. <laughs> Slightly uh, different from being a judge. Okay, we're making this movie better right now. Tex Hex <laughs> is the villain of the film. Uh, <laughs> Jonah Hex yeah. has to f- take out Tex Hex to get his last name back. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> we no, just really, fixed the just movie. Like the, the way you're like tracks over. I don't know the layout. I, I gotta rewatch uh, Braystar to make sure that this fucking this Jimmy Hayward wasn't ripping somebody off. Oh my god, it would be fucking amazing if we cracked this conspiracy wide open. Yeah, seven years <laughs> later, man, guys, breaking news: we cracked the Jonah Hex conspiracy. <laughs> Jonah who? <laughs> J- jo- Jonah Jonah Hex, you know the. You mean that HeroClick set? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, You mean that guy Batman met that one time? In Bra- Batman <laughs> Brave. There was a John X episode of Batman Brave and the Bold. That's, oh, that's right, I forgot about Brave and the Bold. I was talking about when Batman was time traveling. Well, yeah, of course, but yeah. There was but Brave yes, and Brave and the Bold, yep. Brave and the Bold did everything. It had Commandi, it was excellent. More Brave excellent this film. Great show. Probably my favorite Batman show. Oh, it is the yeah, and uh, Diedrich Bader's the best Batman. Oh, yeah, I agree. Totally. Uh, so Jonah Hex, Steve. Uh... <laughs> I want to talk more about uh, Kato's Batman, Bill. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. Uh, uh, he had two, like, two or three kind of neat guns, which the trailer focused heavily on, but they were in the movie for, like, 27 seconds. Yep. He blasted a dude five feet through a wall or window or something with a yeah. revolver. I lost my mind, because, like, I shot the guy, and he, like, flew, like, 70 years into the future out of the fucking <laughs> glass window, and I thought, oh, he's, like, a special shotgun or something. No, it's just a revolver. I'm like, that doesn't, what the fuck? I've yeah. seen plenty of westerns in my time. I don't think any of them had the balls to do that. No. <laughs> this isn't, like, this isn't a comedy. This is a pretty serious film about yes. a man who's been scarred in the face and brought back to life by ravens and weird magic witch doctors because of a man murdering his family while he was crucified so i don't think i don't think we need to have the uh, dudes getting shot through windows that are seven miles away yeah michael fassbender was excellent in this film yeah he was he was crazy he was playing with it he was on fun he's got tattoos he's doing irish jigs singing irish like songs has a big bowie knife yeah, like it's a, it's, this film almost feels like it was R, but cut down to PG thirteen at times. Oh yeah, I definitely got that feeling, like no doubt, because of like you just it's very bloodless. Yes, very bloodless for a western vengeance movie. Yeah, I mean you still you can do quite. I don't know. Two thousand ten seems like about that time we were getting a lot of really cutting corners of what you could do in a PG thirteen movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that has something to do with it for sure. I mean, the most blood I think you get is just. When Hex is like going back to the native and um, Native Americans, and he's got like some like kind of dark red colors on his shirt. Yep, I think that's all you're getting. You can show corpses like burning up and turning to ash and all this other stuff. I liked all the design choices for the whole whole corpse talk stuff. I did too. I dug that. Yeah, I mean, hey. like I said, it was a good movie in here. Yeah, somewhere in there. It's just, I, I, I can't even, like, specifically tell you when I'm watching it, like, what, what I would have, I guess if I was handed this movie, like, what would you, what would you just change of what this material here is? I'm like, well, I guess cut Megan Fox, but otherwise, like, I followed, I followed it well. I never thought, felt bored. Ah, uh, okay. 
I guess I felt bored at the whole scene where he's kind of doing a rebirth and he's coming out of the red clay dirt and fighting Quentin. I'm like, so is this like an actual foreshadowing? No. Yeah, I couldn't tell. It wasn't that. And then I thought, was this, like, was this an original ending? They cut and moved around and they, there's like a whole setup to the scene? No, certainly wasn't that. So what is this doing here? Yeah. I was, I was also like, did I miss something? Because I know I looked down for a moment to, like, pet my cat. Did I miss a huge piece of information? You know, I figured it out. I know I, I know I make this movie better. Cut it down to 30 minutes and okay. make it in a DC anthology film. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Kind of like when they did the DC animated films in the early, uh, late, I guess, late 2000s before 2010s and stuff, where they did, like, there was the Spectre one, there was... Um, like, was there a Green Arrow one? Like, there's a whole bunch of ones they kept doing, like, as, like, bonus feet, bonus, like, animated shorts on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Like, like do, do a bunch of those, make a film of it. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. That or way I you don't. can do those C-list DC characters. Toss, you know, spend $20 million on each short or something. And I mean, make... that's as much as a fucking episode of Game of Thrones costs. Exactly. Make four of them, toss them in a feature film, bada-bing. Or make a miniseries for Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, or something. Mm-hmm. And just do like an anthology series where each episode is just a, like again, I think Batman Brave and the Bold. Where each each episode is about something. It just happens that Batman involved. Mm-hmm. Like that Doom, but those that Doom Patrol episode's insanely great. Yeah, it's real good. Like most of the show, honestly. Like you'd get like the whole there's a whole two parter like Starro that involved Buana Beast. Yeah, you know, all, all this other amazing shit. It's like you could do so much and a feature length film. I don't think we needed. Yeah, like, I just don't think... There wasn't enough story here for a feature-length film. And the padding that they added, again, for me, just wasn't interesting. And there also wasn't enough action to keep my attention. Uh, and, Steve, not, and not enough supporting characters to keep my attention. There was a snake man fighting another man, who I'm pretty sure is an MMA guy, but I couldn't see his face well enough to look it up. And he, like, you know, Joe Hex is talking to this dude. Ha <laughs> I d- Then he throws him in the pit with the snake man. That was a whole scene that didn't need to be there. I bet that snake dude is, like, this huge character from the Jonah Hex comics. And the seven Jonah Hex fans lost their minds. And then were immediately angry at how underutilized that very important, long-time Jonah Hex archvillain was portrayed. I don't. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's what happened there, Steve. Okay. Well, that's just what I assumed because he was such a unique thing that I was just like, oh, so that's clearly one of Jonah Hex's villains from the comics, and they're just using him for this. Because why else would this random fucking rando look like that? Uh, because Steve, it's a, it's a comic book film. We could do weird things. Well, I mean, Jonah Hex is can with the rest of the DC Universe, so yeah, weird shit exists. And like have, again, have Michael Shannon be in this film. And be only in there for like ten seconds. God damn it, Michael Shannon. He's literally like, you couldn't even tell it was him. No, I didn't either at first. Crap on his face, big mutton chops. Like You can tell he's yelling. He's like, you always Michael Shannon yelling about something. (laughs) Uh, But that's it. (laughs) God damn. What What the fuck is going on? It's just, uh, like I didn't say, I don't, I don't feel like I hated this movie. This movie's I, really misguided, though. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I just very much did not like it. And I look at our timeline here, and I'm like, what the fuck else do I have to talk about this movie? It's like yeah. nothing. I, this movie, like I said, that this synopsis didn't really cover the film that well, but it, 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 it you could sum it up in about two sentences. Yeah, seriously. And it, you would not be losing anything. Nope. There's no real complexities. I mean, it's kind of. Is Hex getting revenge for his family, and then there's this shit going on it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Were there any specific positives you had besides Josh Brolin that I didn't cover, or maybe something else I missed? No. You didn't like the fact the part when, when a crow comes out of his mouth. No. <laughs> Uh, no, I liked the part where all the Indians watch the crow come out of his mouth and don't give a shit. Well, they see that every day, Steve. Every you know? day! It's a common occurrence. 
Little known fact, that's how crows are born. Oh. Oh, I learned something from Jonah Hex. Thank you. Yeah, crow farms in India. International Treaty. All crows come from India. Cool. Good to know. (laughs) No, Bill, I didn't. There was nothing really redeeming about this movie. I thought it was boring. Brolin did a good job. The look of Jonah Hex was good. The action wasn't good. The plot wasn't interesting. The supporting characters weren't interesting. The villain wasn't interesting. Nothing was interesting. Like, and I'm not even saying it was a bad movie. I'm not saying, like, it was an insulting movie. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst movie I saw of the year. It wasn't the worst movie the year came out. I was just completely dead watching this movie and not even Jonah Hex could talk to me. So we're hitting the... Uh, that's a good one, nice. So we're hitting, <laughs> Thank you! We're, we're hitting the uh, mediocre side of the bad slash mediocre DC films. Yeah. This is forgettable trash of the film. Hell, even the DVD I bought for like a dollar from my <laughs> resale shop. The, the, the main menu, it's play movie, deleted scenes, setup. I thought you were going to say play movie, delete movie. <laughs> I, hey, if I, 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 I would do it just to see what would happen. Like, oh man, they, I can delete the movie? Wow! <laughs> let's, let's, let's rock. Uh, the lead scenes, there's like two minutes of it. It's like they're so in, inconsequential, nothing that's like, I'm, man, I'm sure glad they cut these for the runtime. Because, <laughs> woof, we were, we were almost going to break 90 minutes. <laughs> we got to fit in as many fucking screenings a day if we're going to recoup our $47 million budget. This movie only made 10.9. Yep. Uh, let's see the breakdown here. Let's go to let's go to box office mojo. Let's, I mean, let's... who was this movie made for? Uh, Jonah Hex is not a popular comic book character. He um, he's not a character that people that don't read comic books know. And the fact that it was a western, it wasn't even that good of a western. It wasn't enough to bring in western fans. Clearly, this movie made three hundred fifty-six thousand dollars internationally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry from the foreign market. So, too bad they didn't get China. If they would have had China, man, do you think the Chinese puppet from Puppet Master made this movie? Do you think that's where he's been? That's where he's been. He's been making movies. I have so little to talk about. I'm just kind of fucking inane, pointless fucking theories to justify this film's existence. I mean, we've had some episodes where like we have nothing to talk about, but I think this is the roughest we've ever had. Uh, opening weekend, it opened in fifth place when it came out in June of 2010. Sure. That's what it, that's what it deserves. I'm really, okay, hold on, I'm gonna, what did it open against? It opened against Toy Story 3. <sighs> that other cowboy movie. <laughs> oh, and the Karate Kid remake. The A-Team, Get Him to the Greek made more money than Jonah Hex did. Wow. Uh, it's, yeah, so. That means something. <laughs> Oof. Oh, yeah, Shrek Forever After. I forgot that movie made as much money as they did. I forget that movie. And then they then they just kind of dumped it. Yeah, that is weird. They just kept making a bunch of shitty straight-to-TV, like, Saturday morning cartoon Shrek shit mm-hmm. with terrible animation. But all the original voice actors, except for Antonio Banderas, for obvious reasons. And then uh, it only opened in about 2,900 theaters. What a, yeah, so what a forgettable nothing of a movie. It really is. It is a forgettable nothing of a movie. Green Lantern, for better or for worse, has stuck in my memory. Mm-hmm. And it has things in it that it does very well, and it just so happens to have also a lot of stuff that it doesn't do well. But at the end of the day, it, you would not completely forget about Green Lantern's existence. By comparison, the the memories of Jonah Hex are already fading from my brain, and I watched it two days ago. So would you recommend people check this out just for, like, Josh Brolin? No, I would not even suggest it for Josh Brolin. You can. I won't stop you from doing it. Oh no, I'm, I'm man. I'm, I mean, held back here, folks. I'm recommending that you might check something out. I don't know if it's free. I don't know what this is. This on what's this? What's this on? It's on Netflix, Amazon. That it's stuff? on Amazon, but you got to pay two ninety nine to rent it, like I fucking did. Oh uh, well, that's about how much I paid for the DVD. I think I actually got mine for free. 
Because it was like one of those like buy a couple you get some free. Like because my local resale shop is just like inundated with like just movies sometimes. So it's like <laughs> please just yeah, buy like three, you get like eighteen. This uh, we got so many of these fucking garbage movies. <laughs> they, they used to have like a like a small wall that was two fifty movies. Like movies are just like kind of garbage. So it's like the bottom barrel two fifty. That's how much they charge for them. That that that's an entire room now of just wall to wall two fifty movies because just obviously when people are reselling shit, those DVDs aren't worth garbage. So it's just where it goes. Uh, if you, I mean, it's some early Fastbender stuff. This is before like First Class, I think. Yeah, I have to double check on that. It was before Green Lantern. Michael Fastbender wasn't in Green Lantern. Um. You sure about that? I mean, t- please tell me I'm wrong. I don't. No, he him. he's not. He is not. Okay, yeah, yeah. First class is 2011, so this is pretty early in his career. But really, all he's done, all he had done, was Inglorious Bastards. I mean, I'm sorry. As far as like mainstream stuff, he's obviously done had done tons of TV stuff and and things. All right, let's just wrap it up. So, final thoughts. <laughs> whatever. Just fuck this movie. Like, not even like as an anger thing. Just like it's just whatever. Just. You're not missing anything. No, not a fucking thing. No. You like Josh Brolin? You're a big Goonies fan. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you are for some reason a really big Josh Brolin fan, maybe it's worth eighty minutes of your life. If you are not, it is not. <laughs> His, uh, like we talked before last week about Mark Strong's performance as Sinestro being too good for that movie. Jo- Josh Brolin's Jonah Hex is too good for this movie. I want so desperately reach the screen pull the essence out and put it into a better movie. Okay, so what you're saying is we need a movie where Josh Brolin as Jonah Hex and Mark Strong as Sinestro have their own team-up movie where they go on adventures through space. That'd be cool. And now Jonah Hex... And then they fight Tex Hex! (gasps) Oh my god. And then Skeletor shows up. Fuck yeah. Where's Optimus Prime? Oh right, he's dead. No, he's a a Black Lantern now. (laughs) Oh, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. Fucking okay. tearing sparks at us out of hearts. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, I wanted to ask this. What ring would Jonah Hex have? Um, I think red. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Red. Rage. Yeah. yeah. But by the end of the film, it's almost like he quenched his rage. So, like, I don't know if the character itself is in constant state of rage. Well, I mean, you can say that about several of the Red Lanterns. They quench their rage, but they can still be Red Lanterns afterwards. Thanks so but for, that but, uh, but for most of the film, I would say red. Okay. So what about you, Bill? Uh, I mean, I think red makes the most sense. As you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. I don't. I can't think of anything else. I um, yeah, red. So red lantern, John Hex, yellow lantern, Sinestro. Uh, we'll get uh, Sapphire Lantern, Megan Fox, because she's a uh, whore. No, I thought we'd get JB. We'll get JB in this film. Fuck Megan Fox. Yeah, I mean, JB. I mean, I mean <laughs> the figuratively. Don't literally do that. Just, no. Just t- you know, she's got she's got to make another Ninja Turtles movie right now. <laughs> she ain't got time for that. Uh, so star ratings on Jonah Hex. I'm gonna give it a two. I think a two is a very fair score. It's right in that ballpark. Yeah, it's not this. awful, but it is, it that's true. It is not Ernest Goes to Africa. Oh God, no! It's not Ernest Goes to Africa. Jonah Hex did not put enough Indian face on in this movie. He did talk to Indians. <laughs> <laughs> he talked to them, but that's not racist at all, Bill. We need to get racist. Gotta get, yeah, I gotta get racist. <laughs> that's how you make a good movie. You can just talk to John Archer. <laughs> Keep it controversial. Hey, hey, Jonah, I got this Miller Yeller deal. And this ice cream deal. Just eat this ice cream. <laughs> can you make a bunny out of ice cream, Jonah Hex? What what color lantern would a, would a can of Mellow Yellow be? <laughs> uh, green, obviously, because it's the uh, most balanced uh, beverage with the most willpower that beats all the other sodas. That's right. And then uh, Pepsi would be uh, avarice because no one gives a fuck. <laughs> uh, no one gives a fuck about Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi in the '90s would be blue because it was the drink of the new generation. <laughs> So it was the hope of the next generation was Pepsi Soda. Pepsi Cola, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. Why the fuck are we advertising Pepsi now? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this thing. 
You take your Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, Pepsi, Money, you shove it up your ass. This is the Mellow Yellow podcast. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Mellow Yellow. It's I'm going to take my Mellow Yellow, my Toyota dealership, my Acidophilus milk, and get away from you. Oh, don't forget your orange juice. We live our lives through the earnest method of only supporting products earnest supported. Uh, what laser degree would Ernest P. World have? Uh, white. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, I was gonna... I mean, I, he's got a lot of fucking willpower. I was gonna say, realistically, uh, probably green. But yeah, I, realistically I, I, green. Maybe blue, because he is a hopeful kind of guy, but I think green. But in Brightest Day, he'd, he'd, he'd get a ring. He'd get the white ring. Absolutely. Yeah. The entity would look at him and be like, yep, you're the chosen one. Here you go. Fuck you, Kyle Rayner. Fuck you, Kyle Rayner. You're no Hal Jordan. Whoa, why didn't you want to say that? <laughs> oh, because Jeff Johns is writing me. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. If you want to get it, you can email us at Moviefilms at Bill and Steve. No, we have to go through every fictional character and figure out what lantern ring they have. No, Steve. No, it's not. We, we just we made it. We made it to a stopping point. We don't have to pad anymore. Thank God we don't have to hit 82 minutes. Uh, you can also find all of our episodes at moviefilmsbillandsteve.tumblr.com. All the episodes are just in the You can check out Greenlander. Next week, we're watching Constantine. We can come check that out. See uh, see the best depiction of Satan or Lucifer, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, you can also find all of our episodes. Uh, I'm sorry. You can also find us at Facebook or on iTunes. Like, leave a comment, subscribe, leave a five-star review. That'd be so sweet of you. You leave it. I'll read it out loud and give you some props. And we'll flate you through audio waves. And we're also on Stitcher, the website, and the mobile app. Of course, there's the YouTube stuff. I haven't had any time to do that because it takes forever to fucking render that shit. And I'm also on Twitter, at LevelBill. And, of course, you want to check on my film, SilverSpotlightFilms.com, Facebook.com slash SilverSpotlightFilms. Uh, search my name on Amazon. You'll find a bunch of my movies on Amazon Video. If you're a Prime member, you'll watch, you can watch them for free. If you are a Prime member, you can rent them for cheap. You know, check them out. You know, that way you don't have to give me $20 for DVD because nobody wants to do that anymore. But that's fine. But, you know, watch it on Amazon. Hell yeah. And if you want to see me be a superhero, check out Facebook.com slash The Amazing Spider Steve. Well, fantastic. Well, as always, guys, I've been Bill. And I've been Steve. Christ, woman, how many men you seeing today? That was a good line. There's funny moments. (laughs) Fuck this movie.